beautiful soul family and welcome to the walk on podcast the podcast where i try to demystify spirituality personal growth and healing and whatever else i feel like talking about i'm your host Britt cannon and this week we're talking about heaven and hell um before we get started i'd like to just congratulate myself (laughs) for second week in a row putting the podcast out semi on time we're back on track babies we're back on track june and july and august (laughs) and 2019 and all the years before it were just a big old challenge for me um but I feel rested, I feel recalibrated, and I'm back for the time being at least. Who knows, maybe I'll need to take a break soon again, but my solar returns is coming up, Libra season at the end of this month, and so I'm feeling pretty good. Um, before we get into the topic, let's do our little guided meditation. Um, what I'd like to do is practice a little self-love and we're going to do that by, if you listen to my inner child episode, we did a guided meditation where we walked down some like basement steps and into a mossy forest glen and sat there and you know, met with our inner child, we're going to do the same thing this time, except we're going to meet ourselves, like our adult selves. And what we're going to focus on is our negative thought processes, our limiting beliefs. Of course, it's only going to be a couple minutes long, so we're not going to dive too deep into it. But I just want to introduce you to this whole process. And like, these are all these guided meditations are ways that I keep myself in check and keep myself balanced and have managed to reprogram myself from a lower vibrational sort of negative mentality into a higher vibrational, more positive one. That doesn't mean I don't have negative emotions or negative experiences. I think that's kind of a Um, a misleading thing that happens in the love and light spirituality community. It just means that I'm able to remain balanced regardless of what's going on outside of me. And if I do find myself venturing down that rabbit hole of a negative thought process or a limiting belief, you know, I'm unworthy of this. It's never going to work out. Happiness will always elude me, like all that kind of stuff. I'm unworthy of love, I'm never going to be financially stable, like just all of those programs or constructs, you know, whenever I find myself kind of venturing down that path, I am able to stop myself instead of spiraling. Um, And I did not used to do that. I didn't even realize that that was an option. Um, So in case you don't realize that's an option, we're just going to do a little practice of that now. So as always, Just close your eyes or if you're driving or walking, you know, just like 
tune into what's around you, your surroundings. Like a lot of times when we're walking or driving, we're thinking so hard that we're not noticing what's around us. You're not noticing the trees. You're not noticing the sky. You're not noticing how you feel or the sensation of the wind on your skin. You're just not tuned in to, you know, your environment. And presence is the key. Presence itself is a meditation. So just while you're doing this, while you're breathing, take in your surroundings and try to turn the volume on that thinking mind down or all the way off if you're even able to. But don't stress yourself out about it too much if you're not able to. It comes with practice. So we're going to take in some of those big, deep belly breaths where you expand all the way out belly out and down all the way to your back expanding out through your rib cage so that your ribs lift up and your lungs can fully fill up with air we're going to do three of those breaths remember on the inhale at the top you hold for a second and you count to one exhale even longer than the inhale and then you inhale again count two exhale and then three I'm not going to guide you on this part because I want you to get to start getting a feel for how your breath naturally works. It might not be on my timetable, but I am in when I finish my three breaths, I am going to start guiding us through the meditation and you just catch up as you see fit. Here we go. Now we're just going to let our breathing kind of fall into a natural rhythm, but make sure you're checking in with it once in a while to make sure it's still happening, right? It's still conscious. We're going to come walk down a hallway, a kind of dark hallway, and at the end of this hallway is a door. Walk slowly and deliberately. Don't rush to the door. Just take your time. Notice what the floor is made of. Notice if you're barefoot or if you have shoes on. Notice what kind of clothes you're wearing, if you're wearing any at all. Notice the air in the hallway. Is it cold? Is it warm? Is there a breeze? Notice any sounds that might be happening or any sensations you might feel. What does the energy of the hallway feel like? We're inching closer and closer to the door and now we're standing right in front of it. Reach out your hand, twist the doorknob and open the door. There's a landing leading to stairs. 
they're kind of creaky old wooden stairs and take a step down notice what the step feels like under your feet notice the way the wood gives as your weight steps on it and just slowly make your way down the stairs When we near the bottom of the staircase, we're gonna come to that mossy glen that we visited with our inner child. The ground is made of the squishiest, greenest, most luscious moss, and it's surrounded by a circle of fairy tale trees. In the center, is a glowing blue lake. With maybe a trickling stream leading to it. So there's a nice little gentle sound of running water. We're gonna sit here for a moment. And when you're ready, call in yourself, your current everyday self. Have them sit directly in front of you like a mirror. And just ask them, what are some ways that I limit you? What are some ways that my thinking mind hurts you? Please show me what I need to clear in order to become my best self. And just let any answers that come wash over you. Don't judge them. Don't question them. You can unpack them later. Just let the answers come. And usually in these meditations, it's whatever first pops into your head that's the answer. What are the ways in which I limit you? What are the ways in which I hurt you? Please help me remove anything that stands in the way of me being my best self. Now I want you to imagine your other self who's sitting in front of you, placing their hands on your chest, on your heart chakra, and pouring light, a bright white light into it. Feel it radiate through your whole body Feel the tingles and the relief that come with this kind of Reiki energy healing. Reach out and give a big hug like you mean it, heart to heart. Have both of you bring your hands together at heart center and bow in a namaste, right? That which is universal in me sees and respects that which is universal in you. And when you're ready, just open your eyes.
The reason why I wanted to do this particular guided meditation this time is because it kind of goes hand in hand with the concept of heaven and hell, which is what I'm going to talk about today. Heaven and hell is a construct. Um, the version of it put in place by Christianity or by, you know, a lot of, I guess Christianity is like the main one with like a heaven and hell, though, like Greek mythology and stuff, like they have an underworld. Um, and I think it's one of those things that's kind of a poetic metaphor or, um, a parable to represent the subconscious that we have taken literally because we take everything literally in this rational material world but it's not that straightforward it's not a literal place in fact heaven and hell are happening right here on earth they coexist simultaneously um you know like one day or one moment you could be in heaven you could be totally present blissed out imagine for example like the feeling of newly being in love right you feel high as a kite the sun is shining brighter you feel beautiful or handsome or sexy you feel great you feel like maybe anything is possible um you know everyone seems to be nicer to you like it's just <laughs> feeling groovy. <laughs> and then maybe a couple hours later, you know, you get in trouble with your boss and suddenly the worry sets in and the anxiety sex sets in and you get um, triggered into not good enough and like failure and lack mentality because you're afraid that you're going to lose your job and like you know, that starts happening. So it's like in the same day, you've gone from heaven to hell in your personal experience. Or another way to look at it is like, you might be in that little love bubble having a great time and then your best friend is going through something kind of tragic, right? You're in heaven, they're in hell. So it's all happening right here all the time. And a lot of people like don't really like to receive this information because with the understanding that your perspective really does have a lot to do with what you experience it's not necessarily again it's not as straightforward as what you are you attract it's more what your subconscious is aligned with and your wounds live in your subconscious i think that hell in fact represents the shadow realm which is like the place where our wounding lies the place where our subconscious lies and the more stuff you have there that's unprocessed and unhealed the more that's going to manifest in your physical world but there is a little bit of sort of responsibility that comes with that power of you create your reality it doesn't mean you're consciously creating your reality where you can be blamed for anything that happens to you not at all you can't be blamed for something that's unconscious right it's by nature you're not choosing it it's happening to you right but I know from experience that the more I brought up those wounds and looked at those wounds and dealt with those wounds and the more of my subconscious I made conscious, 
the more blissful and heaven-like and loving and positive my external reality has become. Now, the reason I know it's my perspective that has changed is the same bullshit that used to happen to me will still happen to me, but it just doesn't bother me as much. It's just not as big a deal. And I think that says it all right there, you know? That is power. But but it, they also happen less frequently and to a less extreme degree. Um, you know, like the more you heal, the less you put up with shitty relationships and kind of low vibrational people who maybe have it out for you in a secret way. Um, and then you get rid of those people, thereby letting the universe know, hey, I'm not putting up with this anymore, like lesson learned, test passed, please send me something better, and then you receive something better. And then that keeps happening and keeps happening. Same thing with like job scenarios, you know, when you're in a place of like, I need money desperately, and I can't leave this terrible job because I need this money, I'm really dependent on it. Um, you know, you get kind of stuck in that. And it's like, even if you don't care about what you're doing, it doesn't light you up, it's just for the paycheck or whatever, um, it kind of drains you and you enjoy it less. Whereas if if you start thinking like, what can I, what do I actually love to do? What steps can I take to align me with that instead of this? How can I maybe set myself free from this a little? Is there a way that I can shift my perspective to enjoy this more, even though it isn't ideal? And then things just start to loosen up a little and you become a little more capable of consciously attracting things of being like, I'd like to experience this and the universe being like, okay, well, there's not a lot in the way between you and the thing. So bloop, bloop, here you go. <laughs> um, so it, even though that's a lot of responsibility, it's a lot of power and a lot of responsibility. Shout out uncle Ben, um, like the most quoted spider-man line with great power comes great responsibility right but that responsibility i feel feels uncomfortable for people a lot of times especially people who are manifesting from their subconscious mainly and from their wounds mainly because they don't want to hear that um maybe it is something within them that feels they deserve that it's not true that they deserve that experience you know but maybe feels like they do I talk about this all the time but it's like when you grow up with in abusive families or you know in an abusive society if you're marginalized which most of us are in one regard or another um you you're really programmed to believe that like that's all you can expect to ever have you know like that it's so hard to like work yourself work your way out of it and it is it literally is that hard you know or um you get a lot of external proof that the program is true but like I always say there's always a way out like there's always a means to an end there's it's it comes from accessing our own personal power and getting in touch with our own sort of gifts and talents and intuition most importantly of all 
Because when you're flowing with your intuition, you're never steered wrong. You might get steered towards contrasting situations, which are there to kind of bring up those subconscious wounds by triggering you in order to show you what you need to heal in order to show you the blocks that are in the way between what where you are and like who you're meant to be um but those like I said those get less intense and just like they bother you less you're just like oh I see what this is showing me and I'm gonna like pass this test real quick so I can move on with my life and like on to bigger and better things right um when I was before I sort of woke up or had my spiritual awakening um I was in a constant state of adrenal fatigue from PTSD and complex PTSD I had such bad anxiety that it caused me like physical pain and like nausea and just breathing problems and my immune system was shot and just like terrible, you know? I couldn't stand up for myself, I couldn't say no. It got to a point where I was completely agoraphobic and couldn't leave my house. I couldn't hold down a job like I couldn't go do the things that I so desperately wanted to do in order to pursue the things I loved. Um, I was constantly kind of self-sabotaging like anything I tried, my relationships, and this was all subconscious, you know, these were not things I was choosing. These were just, it was the only way I knew life was supposed to be, was to be in a state of panic to the point where even when things were going great, like objectively great I would constantly be like waiting for the other shoe to drop which is its own sort of ball of anxiety because you're not in the moment you're constantly worrying about like the bad that's coming instead of just like enjoying where you're at and trusting that if it's this good now and you continue growing and healing it's only going to get better from here which is a you know it's kind of tricky to remember that Sometimes I still forget it and I have to like bring myself back to center and like again recalibrate and reprioritize and like check in with myself and be like where are we now? Like what are we forgetting? What are we not appreciating? Where's our gratitude? Where's our peace of mind? Where's our balance? You know I have to like get it all back in line just like routine maintenance you know like you get your tires rotated you change your oil in your car um you go have your like doctor checkups or whatever like it's just another form of that uh checking in with yourself to make sure because if you you know if you kind of coast on autopilot those default settings that like lower programming creeps back in because the ego is smart it's always looking for cracks in your armor in order to come back in and sort of keep itself from having to be destroyed anymore or overcome anymore it wants you to stay in your lower vibrational programming because like that's where it thrives um and you so you know you have to like remind yourself to pay attention to these things every so often um but life was pretty miserable honestly (laughs) and I would resist change so bad I was like the the 
master of feeling stuck of I can't change this you know I remember like so many conversations with my ex-partner about friendships I'd have because like I've always attracted toxic especially female but um like femme but uh it that's not like a hard and fast rule but it was like mainly my relationship with other women has always been toxic because they have like a toxic mom and toxic grandma and a toxic aunt several toxic aunts and um and so that mirror to me was like other what I thought I deserved were relationships with women that especially friendships um but romantic relationships too that you know undermined my self-confidence and there's a lot of jealousy and a lot of gossip and just like not very good stuff and I would know that I didn't feel good around these people also people that were extremely codependent and like demanded a lot of my time and now if I were friends with someone like that I'd be like you know I can only hang out with you like once a month if I would even I usually can kind of tell those people I can sense someone who's like that and just like keep my distance but even if I did find myself in a situation like that now I would be much more quickly laying boundaries and saying no and like that usually scares these kind of people off because they're looking for people who have weak boundaries so they can take advantage of them right and glob onto them um but I was always complaining to my partner about whatever friend. And it was like several friends in a row. And he'd always be like, why don't you just stop hanging out with her? Like, why don't you just, just like knock it off? Like, if it's so bad, if you don't want to go over there, don't go over there. You know, stuff like that. But it was so weird. It was like there was a wall between that logic and myself and my experience. And I somehow thought I deserved to be mistreated or that it was all in my head or that there was something wrong with me. Um, I just didn't trust myself or trust my instincts or like value my own energy or my own experience or my own love enough to know that I deserved better or that better was even available. So that's just an example. You know, I'm like walking into the lion's den again and again and again, torturing myself with these relationships. And I was like, always so tired, never had any time alone, never had time to do the things that I wanted because between my romantic relationship, which was always, you know, a little bit toxic, uh, bordered on co, I mean, it was always extremely codependent and I was codependent too. You know, it wasn't just the other person being codependent. Like I was extremely codependent too. That's what it is when you can't lay boundaries. Uh, this one psychologist that I love listening to, his name's Ross Rosenberg. I don't know if he's a psychologist. He's like a, maybe he is, but like a life coach type person who specializes in narcissistic abuse and codependence. He calls codependent self-love deficit disorder. And that's like truly what it feels like. It's like, you don't really love yourself to say no and to trust that other people will love you. You feel like you have to self-sacrifice and bend over backwards and set yourself on fire to keep people warm so that they'll love you. You feel like you have to earn love. Um, or that just by being you, you don't, that just by being you is not enough for someone to love you or like it's not offering enough or 
I hope that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I perceived myself as stuck and I couldn't see another way out and I was terrified of being alone, which was, it's such, being terrified of being alone, I know I've talked about this so many times, but it's such an ego trap because... I mean, first of all, we're never alone. We always have God or the universe or spirit with us. And usually you have more people that love you than you realize. You're just um, out of alignment with love, so you're not receiving it. Maybe we, when we're really wounded, we tend to focus more or put more energy or be more sort of obsessive with the unhealthy relationships than we are with the healthy ones, right? So a lot of times our healthy ones will suffer in sacrifice for the unhealthy ones because we're used to people being demanding and codependent and that feels like love to us and the other feels boring or uh, dissatisfying or, you know, just like not what we want. Um, taking a sip of coffee. (laughs) Uh, On the other hand, though, so that was like my example of hell, right? Couldn't get a job I liked. Couldn't get my head above water financially. My health was shot to shit. Every day was just like a terrible experience. You know, people were mean to me in ways that made absolutely no sense. Like it felt like I was constantly being personally attacked by strangers, just like bullied all the time from the time I was a little kid. You know, just like my life was a terrible experience. And that is what led me to have like suicidal thoughts or even make attempts was thinking like this is life like this is life it never gets any better than this in fact it just gets worse until you die like yikes count me out you know on the other hand now since I've done the work you know I spend a lot of time in meditation it's a very conscious process I write in my journal every day I cut out who needs to be cut out I walk away from what needs to be walked away from when I realize fully realize and you know sometimes it takes me a long time to fully realize it I'll get these little snippets or crumbs of like maybe this isn't right for me anymore maybe I'm outgrowing this maybe it's time to move on from this it takes me a while I'm slow to change just like everybody else you know but once I fully realize it and it clicks and sinks in I'm out you know And I don't really make excuses or lie as to why it's happening. I'm just like, this isn't working for me anymore. Um, My friend told me once, this like really wise person I know, told me once that a great phrase to learn, I think it's 10 words. He always says 10 words that you need to know is, are, um, this is as far as I'm willing to go with you. Maybe it's 11 words. This is as far as I'm willing to go today with you. I don't know. That's 11 words. But regardless, <laughs> um, uh, you know, just like laying boundaries unapologetically, being kind, being loving, being honest, never going further than you have to. Like it's, you know, in um, therapy, they always tell you to use like, I feel statements, like never be like, you do this and you do that. And you're a piece of shit. Like don't name call and like get ugly like that. Just be like, this is the way I'm feeling. This is what I need. 
it's non-negotiable. And then don't budge on it. Stick to those boundaries. Um, get in touch with your wounds, like realize when you're being triggered. And while since I've done all that work, you know, and trusted that I'm worthy of more and asked for what I truly, really wanted and got a clearer and clearer picture, the more investigating I did and, um, the more I prioritized what makes me happy and, what feels good to me and what recharges my batteries and like giving myself that even if no one wants to do it with me you know I started taking myself out to eat taking myself on dates to the movies um feeding myself right in the way that resonates for me um getting the kind of exercise that resonates for me uh you know, putting time and energy into my art, into the things that fulfill me, putting energy into the relationships that are good for me and make me feel good. You know, the more all I've been doing all of that, the more blissful my life has become and like good experiences just find me and people are nice to me um, usually. And if someone isn't nice to me, then I know that it's them, you know, it's their bullshit. And I just let it wash over me like water off a duck's back and no big deal. It doesn't hang on to me, um, the way that it used to, you know, I don't take anything personally anymore, which is such a powerful place to be. And so my reality feels a lot like heaven, you know, the trees are so beautiful and like I love being outside and I'm just fully present with everything I do. And like, again, that presence is a meditation, that presence is power and that presence makes everything better. If you're being fully present when you're like exchanging sacred energy or like being intimate with a partner, everyone's experience is going to be better because you're like there in the here and now. Whereas if your mind is kind of checked out, but your body's doing the thing, it's less fulfilling and less satisfying in my experience. Um, same thing with eating. You know, I have a real hard time with eating fast. Like when I get anxious, I just kind of like shove it in my face because I'm an emotional eater. And what happens when I eat like that is that I overeat. Like I eat past the point of being full and then I end up being sick. And like, I always regret it because I hate feeling that feeling of being like stuffed, you know? And then I get sleepy and I have to take a nap and it's like a whole thing. Um, whereas if I sit down and like enjoy my food and eat it slowly, not only do I stop when I'm full and usually saving money because I get to have two meals instead of one um, or two meals out of one. But also I get to like feel gratitude for each and every bite and I really get to savor what it's tasting like and just like enjoy it a lot more. It's better for my digestion. Like it's just a much better experience practicing art. <clears throat> you know, I get the compliment a lot that I never hold back when I'm performing and the thing is, I never felt like I was holding back before. I've always felt like I was giving as much as I have to give. But the difference is, I used to be thinking the whole time I was performing and being like, oh, am I hitting all the notes right? How's the audience receiving this? Is is it good? Is it coming off good? Am I acting enough? Like, are my rhythms right? Are my notes right? Am I, you know, what are the chords? 
and even like what am I trying to emote here instead of just like letting it happen right and now it's a much more free-flowing process and it reads a lot more authentic and even technical you know like the technique doesn't suffer because I'm not thinking it gets better because I'm more engaged in the breath and the placement and the lyrics and the chords and like just the expression of it right and what is art and life and everything experience if not expression um so it's a much more heaven (laughs) oriented experience these days and it's still the same me you know still the same quote-unquote luck or bad luck still the same like silly circumstances that happen to me um sometimes the same kind of malicious circumstances that happen to me like I don't know if I've talked about this but the more you heal the sort of purer you become not that you're perfect not that you're like above making mistakes or having flaws or anything like that but uh pure in the sense that you're just more of you, more the truest expression of you and less of your wounding. So there's less to project on others. So it's just like the experience of you that's there. And when you meet other people who are still in their wounding, who are not the truest expression of themselves, they get kind of angry and jealous. And of course, again, this is all subconscious. So they might not even know this is what's happening and probably don't, honestly, but they project their insecurities onto you because you're so it's like a very clean mirror, you know, it's easy to project onto. Um, so you still get kind of like bad vibes coming your way or like low vibes or bad intentions or whatever, but it's just much easier to like, not, this sounds a little egoic, but my friend told me the other day, an eagle doesn't eat flies, right? So like if a fly is around fucking bothering you, instead of trying to like fight the fly the eagle is just like man get the fuck away from me you know it's like you don't take it seriously you don't let it stick to you um at least not for long until you get yourself in check so um that's just like my own personal experience a great way to kind of test or a great way to sort of know where you're you're at or like have this point driven home even harder is like working with children or spending a lot of time with animals because talk about a pure mirror like kids don't have programming especially very young children they don't have subconscious really wounding yet right they're just kind of pure consciousness just because they can't fully communicate that to us doesn't mean that it's not true um And so if you, like, if you're a parent or, like, a caregiver, you'll know that when you wake up in the morning and you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you're just, like, expecting the day to go terrible and you're grumpy and, like, whatever the reason, you're just, like, got a little storm cloud over your head, when you deal with that child, they will act that way also. And it'll push your patient's even further and you'll be like, why does it rain? Why, when it rains, does it pour? Like, why are you 
torturing me on this day when I'm already like not feeling my best and it's like they're not doing it on purpose they're just reflecting where you are animals are the same way you know it's like I keep seeing this um meme that says how come my belt loop only ever gets stuck on the door when I'm in a bad mood and it's like well because that's a reflection of where you are right it's showing you that you're impatient it's showing you that you're not being careful it's showing you that you need to slow down right and take a breath and just like realign yourself get in balance again it's the universe literally like grabbing you for a second and be like get over here and like let me talk to you chill out man um (laughs) so they really do like they show you that that's true that you're projecting your experience and making it either a hell type experience or a heaven type experience um and as always like it's not totally about you right I would say like the programming we live under like this hyper capitalist white supremacist cis heteropatriarchy is sort of the hell timeline or paradigm or um program it's like all about suffering it's all about um suppression and struggle and like dog eat dog and like one human against another and division and like superiority of some and inferiority of others and just like it's all about division and othering people and chaos and like death and destruction and you know like all you have to do is log on to twitter scroll for a couple minutes and you see all of that right there right and that's like the lower timeline like that's like the hell reality but then you can go out into the world and like experience some of the most amazing you know like you're carrying a lot of bags and someone offers to help you or someone comes up to you and gives you a wonderful compliment or an amazing opportunity comes your way or your friend buys your meal or you have a great conversation or you get you have really great sex or like you know you catch a really good buzz or like you have these here you hear some beautiful music or you get to do spend an entire day exactly how you'd like to spend a day you know like when you're in nature you're usually not thinking about all that uh low vibrational stuff that's happening in the world so it there you can see the dichotomy like there's kind of the hell timeline and the heaven timeline and they're coexisting at once and sometimes it's a lot easier to tune into that higher timeline and sometimes it's a lot easier to sink down into the lower one and it's not it doesn't serve to completely ignore the lower one in favor of living in the higher one right like that's the whole problem with like love and light spirituality and like that community and stuff is like that's called spiritual bypassing where you're like I'm gonna ignore all the reality ignore my wounding because I can't have a negative thought or I'm not going to get what I want but clearing this subconscious stuff is how you get what you want and at the end of the day all of our main mission is to serve each other and serve humanity in order to manifest the heaven reality all the time for everyone 
And if that's not a part of your mission, it's like, why not? Is it because you don't want to relinquish some of your power? Is it because you like feeling superior to someone else and you like the feeling of oppressing someone else? Um, Is it because you don't believe that's possible because you don't have a lot of faith in your fellow humans? Which means that you're disconnected from source because to be connected with source consciousness, with your higher self, with your intuition is to realize that we all have that core in us we all have we're all made of star stuff you know we're all universal beings um and so to not believe that humans have that in them is to be disconnected to be um buying into the sort of separation illusion and like that separateness is what creates unconsciousness and unconsciousness is what creates uh this capability of hurting one another of causing that death and destruction like all of our politicians all of these rich motherfuckers that like run the world that that are destroying the earth in order to make money when it's like what is money going to serve you if humans are extinct no one's going to care about like the american dollar if no one's alive to spend it you know like get your fucking priorities straight um that is unconsciousness right like I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with eating meat or like consuming dairy, but the factory farming industry is like the definition of unconscious, right? To like torture these beings every second of their life so they never know freedom, they never know happiness, they never know bliss. You just pump them full of hormones to get as much out of them as possible, to make as much money as possible. In the meantime, destroying our home, the planet we live on, and like again contributing to the destruction of humanity as a species and like everyone else who lives on the earth as well like fuck us even the innocent animals that are here and the plant beings and you know the ocean ecosystems and the microbiotic material that keeps things going and all that shit like selfishly for what for material gain And then we eat that shit with its, like, low vibe, sad energy, and we wonder why we're depressed, right? And sick. Um, Like, that's unconsciousness. That is the hell mentality. So to become conscious and to want to step, to create that heaven reality for yourself inevitably leads to you wanting to give other people that same gift and the more people step into that the more the vibration of the planet rises and the more those low vibrational people have to sort of shit or get off the pot like they have to rise as well or they gotta get lost you know I believe uh in my heart of hearts that one day hopefully soon, hopefully in my lifetime, if I do my job right, and like everyone who I know who's also doing this same sort of mission, um, who woke up around the same time as me and and before too, uh, hopefully in our lifetimes, we'll see us outnumber them. And that's when things will really change and change for good. But we are kind of on a a fixed timeline here so we'll see either way it's like whatever I'm doing the best I can here and I hope you are too um but doing this personal work you know it might not feel as impressive as like going out to a protest or 
writing legislation or whatever, but it is important because like I said, it leads you and empowers you to help others to like help the world ascend. And it's, I always use this metaphor, but it's ripples in water. You know, if you throw a tiny pebble in water, it can cause ripples across the whole lake, right? Just a tiny little change can cause this big shift that expands and expands and expands and expands. Those internal shifts, that's what Gandhi, problematic as he was, racist as he was, um, maybe as pedophilia as he was, um, he said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Like, that's what it means. It's like, as above, so below, as within, so without. When you change yourself, it's like Michael Jackson, another pedophile. Don't know why these guys had such good mantras, but, um, not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Like, the message resonates even if the person is trash, but I'm starting with the man in the mirror, right? I'm asking him to change his ways, Because when you change yourself, the world changes around you. The people who see the change in you and see that you're living a much happier life, that you're much more high vibrational, that great experiences and relationships are coming to you, you know, that you're just choosing yourself and choosing happiness above all else, that you have empowered yourself to change the things that you didn't think were possible to change, all of that stuff. When they see that happening in you, it inspires them to do it themselves. They see that it's possible. And that's that ripple effect, you know, then everyone around them changes and everyone around them changes and everyone around them changes. And before you know it, it's like millions of people, like this massive wave has changed. And because everything is connected, the earth changes too. And like everyone's experience changes and the things that will, just like with relationships, you know, the things that we put up with from our government, for example, in this vibration, when we all ascend, we won't put up with anymore there. We won't need those institutions anymore to keep us boxed in and make us feel safe in our oppression. Um, Although some people are very, very aware because they have to be, that they're not safe in their oppression. But sometimes comfort zones, which is programming a lot of times, um, we call it a comfort zone even though it's not comfortable. But it's comfortable in the sense that it's what you've always known, you know? Like I was saying with abusive relationships, like when that was your very first experience of love you think that that is what love is so you don't even really accept or allow anything else like anything to the contrary um and people who are exploiters abusers they look for people who um are already wounded because they know you're easier to manipulate and that you will accept things that a healthier person wouldn't. Um, which is why it's so key to like heal because, and get those boundaries going because that keeps those people away, as I was saying earlier. And it's the same thing with our, like, with this capitalist, white supremacist, this heteropatriarchy. They're like, they love our compliance, they they bank on our compliance, um, and they purposefully rig the system in order to keep us tired and unhealthy and low vibrational and unsatisfied with our lives, just so we all we know is like work and 
consuming, you know, and uh, we're easy to control that way. Whereas if we're getting our fulfillment from within, it's much, you don't need as much and you don't consume as much and you don't, you think for yourself a lot more. Your critical thinking mind is a lot more open and your intuition is a lot more open and you're able to be like, no, that doesn't resonate with me. Or yes, that resonates with me. And you can like choose for yourself based on how you feel versus being told what to do and told that you have to follow that unquestioningly or you're a bad person or you're a weirdo or you're going to be ostracized, you know? The... It's very scary to like forge your own path and do this healing work because you come up against so much resistance, but every layer of that resistance that you break through, you feel lighter and freer and more powerful and more capable of achieving everything that you maybe have ever wanted or like suspected you wanted, but thought it wasn't possible or whatever. (laughs) There is so much greatness that lies within all of us and it's completely unique to each of us. That's why authenticity is so important because that's how you dig and find the core of who you are. And like once you step into that light, it's all over, baby. Like you you just become and become and become and like people become attracted to you, especially people who are on your same vibration, who are doing your same work. And let me tell you, when two healthy healed people come together or several healthy healed people come together, that is heaven on earth. The communication is unmatched. The consideration is on another level. The fun and the love and the intimacy, like the safety, the comfort, the true comfort, not the comfort zone construct comfort, but like actual true, like I can be fully myself and so can you. Um, The honesty, like all of it is just the integrity. It's just it's so gorgeous and so fulfilling and just pure love, you know? Um, and that is heaven on earth. So I say all this just to like give you hope, give you something to look towards. Maybe if you're still in fear from that shadow Christianity sort of programming of like if you're good you go to heaven if you're bad you go to hell and here's this very specific and judgmental list of like what constitutes what um maybe just like set you a little free from that and put your mind at ease and just be like that is a metaphor for our subconscious and like what it does for us and how it controls what we experience Um, and how we truly do have the power to shift that. And I think that hope is like most important of all, because like I said, in the moments where I felt the most hopeless, so hopeless that I didn't want to live anymore, um, it was because I didn't know it was possible for life to be better. And like being here on the other side of that, every moment of work and struggle and pain and everything is 100% worth it. You know, the hard work of really looking in the mirror is worth this bliss in this experience, in this timeline. Um, 
I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Again, if you'd like to donate, if you're enjoying this podcast and you learn a lot from it to help keep me going and like have time to do this, uh, you can Venmo me at Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y dash Canon, C-A-N-N-O-N dash 11. Um, if you'd like to book me to be a guest on your podcast or to interview me, or if you have any questions or any suggestions for topics you'd like me to cover, you can email me at walkonmychild at gmail.com. Uh, follow me at in, on Instagram at Brit, that's it, B-R-I-T-T underscore, underscore, Lord, that's underscore it, Brit, that's it. And Twitter is the same thing, but just with an extra underscore at the end. Thank you so much. I love you so much. Happy healing. Bye. Beware of anyone who tries to stop you.